0: swimmer at the time, Florence Chadwick, an American long-distance swimmer who was the first to swim the English Channel in both directions, at 34 years of age was given $2,500 in advance of the $10,000 she would collect if she succeeded in swimming Lake Ontario. With nothing offered or to gain, Marilyn Bell, a Canadian, jumped in right behind Chadwick, September 9, 1954. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And you can tell your friends and relatives to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com. And now to YouTube, where you can also listen and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review us, and become an 831-er, someone that lives their best life and will help others live their best life. Offices emptied, traffic jams formed with radios tuned to the coverage of the swim. Fighting fatigue and 12-foot waves, she wanted to quit, and her coach put corn syrup in a cup and told her the sun would be coming up in an hour. She drank it and then started swimming again. At 10.30 a.m., her coach wrote on a blackboard that flow is out. Florence Chadwick had given up, and it renewed her resolve knowing she had outlasted the world's greatest female swimmer. The coach knew she needed more, so she had Marilyn's best friend from the Lakeside Swim Club, Joan Cook, jump in and swim next to her. If you're listening to this or reading it to this point, you have gone through hundreds of attitude changes all your life, wondering if you'll make it, or if you're still the leader, or if you still have a chance. After my accident at 10 years of age and telling my father that I was going to be the first alpine ski racer to stand on a podium in the Olympic Games or the World Championships, even though I came from Saskatchewan, Dad was tired of helping me straighten out my attitude, and he told me the Marilyn Bell story. Then Dad said, a plane flying from one destination to the next is only on the flight plan one to three percent of the time, and really the only time it is on the perfect flight plan is when it is crossing it. The plane is always on one of two attitudes. When it's climbing, it's ascending. And when it's coming down, it's descending. Which are you? Where's your attitude? What is your attitude like most of the time? Are you like a plane either climbing or dive bombing? Knowing this, which attitude do you think you need to have, he said? Ascending or descending? I said ascending. My challenge today is who is adjusting your attitude? Is it you? Are you the one that's up and down? Is it the challenges you face that you say, oh, what am I going to do now? Or is it others? You see, each test is an opportunity to adjust your attitude because you will have discouragement. You will be unsure. You'll be disheartened. And sometimes you will fail to reach your next goal. As a matter of fact, most of us fail most of the time. So it's just a great thing to have a great attitude. If these are your attitudes and they are coming out of you, is that not who you really are at your core? Maybe it's time to start working on those core attitudes. Would you want the competition to know you have those attitudes? Would you want your teammates, your coworkers, your coaches, your trainers and supporters, your competition? Would you want anybody to know and see that kind of attitude coming out of you? Would you want to tell it to everyone about your destructive attitude and how you're never going to make it? That I'm never going to be good enough. Isn't that what we do most of the time? Then why would you tell yourself those things? Start with you. Change your attitude. The emotional roller coaster of attitude is distracting. It's fatiguing and too hard to control when you want to climb to the heights of the mountain. The emotional roller coaster of attitude is distracting, fatiguing, and too hard to control when you want to climb to the heights of the mountaintops. The emotional ups and downs of swimming across Lake Ontario, wondering if you can finish without giving up, is hard. But when you are challenged by something you have to overcome, or someone that says you can't do it or will not make it, you need to be managing yourself like Gus Ryder managed Marilyn Bell. He did the right thing at the right time to keep her attitude up despite the challenge she faced. This is a tough time as we make it through this most difficult time in our lives, but you make all the difference in yourself by making a positive difference for others. My quote for the day is a poem. Genetics is what you are born with. Capability is the capacity you have within you, and motivation expands that capacity to its full potential. An attitude Turns potential into dynamic results. You are who you are. You arrived at this point in your life because you are capable and you can expand your capacity to live your best life. Your motivation expands your capacity to your greatest potential, but it's your attitude, whether you are dive-bombing for the finish line or climbing to improve your altitude, that will give you your best life ever result. At 5 p.m., Marilyn Bell could see the Toronto skyline and steadily pushed until she walked out of the water after a 40-mile swim at 8.06 p.m. She swam for 20 hours and 59 minutes, and the rewards piled in from all across the country. Both Gus Ryder, the coach, and Marilyn Bell were honored by the Queen. I want to challenge you today to think about this one thing. What is your attitude most of the time? Are you ascending or descending? Are you going up? Are you going down? Or are you up and down so much you're really not rising at all? You're just staying the same. Thank you for listening. I hope you will have grown and will be living your best life the next time we meet.